And so Rob really gave me an opportunity to kind of perfect my craft and kind of work on this 3P boxing system, uh, which stands for physical fitness, psychology, and precision. Um, the physical fitness is just making sure Rob was staying in shape, you know, so I need to push him, which he was a self-motivated guy anyway, um, but I would push him in his ear all the time, just trying to get the most out of him. Um, and then the psychology, uh, just helping him um, just believe that he can do it. I used to always ask him, hey, Rob, when are you going to be world champion? And he would tell me, I'm going to be world champion when I'm about 30 years old. I'm going I'm to win the world title. Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. Well, you just heard the voice of local boxing gym owner Michael Lewis. Lewis has worked with former world champion Rob Brandt and other notable professional boxers, but he's not necessarily out to discover the next Canelo Alvarez or Manny Pacquiao. Rather, at his 3P Boxing 24-7 gym in Woodbury, Lewis is dedicated to teaching boxing as a martial art, a form of self-defense, and a great workout routine. As noted on the gym's website, 3P Boxing 24-7 is a full-body boxing fitness center available on demand with state-of-the-art training equipment and programs for all fitness levels and ages. In the following interview, Lewis talks about how he was inspired to open the gym, his training philosophy, his experience working with Rob Brandt, and more. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Sean Strauss. My co-host is Brian Johnson. And tonight we're being joined by Michael Lewis of 3P Boxing 24-7 down in Woodbury, Minnesota. Um, so thanks, Michael, for joining us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be on your show, man. Um, looking forward to it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know that I just came down and saw you the other day. Um, it was uh, special for me because it was my birthday. Um, but you and I have been um, acquaintances over, the, you know, the social media for quite a while. And we met each other um, down at the, uh, the convention center, uh, one of Truex's fights. Um, briefly, uh, which was cool, but I finally got to come down and see your setup. And uh, for those who haven't seen his uh, setup down there in Woodbury of 3P Boxing 24-7, I highly recommend you, you know, look at the pictures on social media, go down there and see it. It's, it's really polished. I guess it's the, the nicest thing I could say about it is um, there was, I was telling you that I really enjoyed watching the whole process um, come to fruition for you, you know, because from the time I knew you, yeah, the gym hadn't been built yet. And we were talking about that, about how, you know, you were sharing some really cool stuff online about like the kind of like virtual walkthroughs of what the gym was going to look like. And all of that was very high end. Um, and it was to the point where you're kind of thinking like, is it just really going to be this high end you know, quality video. And then the gym's not going to be that high end, but no, it's like the gym is really high end. It's really looks great. And, um, you've got a lot of technology in there too. Um, but yeah, if, like I said, if you haven't been down there, can you tell us uh, what 
technology you've got in there. Um, because like, I mean, I know we walked through some of it, but there's so much that sets you apart from other gyms and, you know, in that particular aspect of just the smart technology. Yeah, man. So that, it was really important for me to, um, kind of update, um, boxing in the boxing gym and kind of change the expectations and the perceptions of a boxing gym and what it looks like. Uh, like we were talking about, you know, some, so many people get their first experience with the boxing gym from either a movie or a TV show. Um, so I really wanted to kind of just put together a high-end boxing gym that was um, inviting to a large range of people the moment that they walk into the gym. And so when you walk into my gym, the things that stand out the most are the aqua bags. Um, we have um, 14 aqua bags. We used to have 16, but we took a couple down for social distance purposes. But we have 14 aqua bags and all of those aqua bags um, have technology sensors on them. I'm not sure if you guys have followed like Mike Tyson's comeback or have watched Canelo in the gym, but all of the, the big boxing stars are using these aqua bags with the technologies uh, to make sure that they know kind of like their um, um, their statistics of what they're able to do on the on the aqua bag. So like one of the big features is just having all of our bags able to talk to our members and our members can take that data and use it to improve their performance. And so that's just one example of- So they're uh, doing that via app, right? Yeah. On their cell phone or whatever? Yeah, they're doing it via app. Um, on their cell phone and now they're now they have real time uh, information about what they can and can't what they can um, do on the on the aqua bags uh, which is which is really important and then we also have a couple other things that um, that I that I thought would be helpful in the gym um, we have ring cameras throughout the gym so someone can always like page me or just ask me uh, for help if they're ever, you know, inside the gym or if they're outside the gym, they can always ask and, and kind of check in and see uh, what we have to offer in the gym. So even though, yeah, you oh, saw me in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I beat you there and it was funny. I wasn't sure how that was going to work. And I'm like, uh Oh, I'm like, how am I going to get in? And I saw your little <laughs> keypad. So they have a, a code that they can punch in to get in huh? for yep. the, uh, for the 24 seven part of it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you like you must have got a notification that it was in the doorway. Yeah, I was like, ring cam. I was like, dear Sean, that was awesome. But what that allows me to do is never miss a guest that wants to come in and learn about the gym. And so, just like all of those different layers, is really put together like a whole package to really make the, the boxing gym kind of feel more updated and, and refreshed. Cool. That that twenty four seven thing is cool because you know we were talking to uh, Tony Bonsante recently on our most recent podcast and remember Sean he was talking about all the crazy hours he was working and third oh, yeah. shift and then trying to get in time with the kids and things like that and so everybody has different hours and so it's nice that uh, you have that kind of availability and flexibility to meet the needs of your clientele so yeah that's really and cool. I and I went back and forth. Uh, I kind of went back and forth with whether or not uh, I should do a 24 uh, seven boxing gym. Um, but I, I felt like if I could just set the tone with the members 
and get, help them understand um, the dangers associated with full contact sparring. Um, if I could get them to buy into that idea, then I could, then they would stay out the gym because they would realize, oh, wait, yeah, what if I do get knocked out? <laughs> what if I get knocked out here and there's no one here except the guy who knocked me out? You know, how does that so, work for? Um, I know I mentioned to you before that my dad and I were talking about the uh, the worry that guys would get in there when you weren't around, you know, on, on the hours when you were home or something, and then just go for it and beat the hell out of each other or something. And then, then you got to worry about like insurance, you know, like I told you, my dad was an insurance guy. So of course, right away, we're thinking about insurance. Um, how do you dispel that? You know, like you said, you're, you're setting the tone right from the beginning, but I mean, are you having them sign like waivers saying they're not going to do stuff like that um, when they join? Believe it or not, I haven't had any problems. Like really? no issues about it, but it's because when I opened the gym, I didn't open the gym as a fighter's gym. So it's more of a fitness gym than a fighter's gym. Exactly. So we have a, we have our main concern. Our main concern is preserving the martial art of boxing. So giving people that want to give in, get in shape and learn boxing, giving like the average Joe an opportunity to go into a facility and not feel intimidated or not feel like they need to be rushed into a, um, a boxing ring because we're not looking for fighters. We're looking for people that want to learn boxing. And that's a big difference, right? right. So the folks that come in and want to learn boxing, uh, they understand that there's a lot that they don't know and so they're, they, they trust the process to help them, you know, learn the, the, uh, the boxing format and, you know, the boxing skills. And so I'm, I'm really happy that we haven't had any issues. Now, if I had to open the gym as a fighter's gym, then I can see having a little bit sure. more issue with fighters kind of taking them upon themselves. They want to get some sparring in. And now I'm going to have problems with insurance, but because, uh, the gym is providing the a service uh, on a technical standpoint. Now I can take my time and feed people into the fighting lane if they like to, but most people are content with learning the do's and don'ts of boxing, feeling comfortable with their hands without having to actually get in the ring on a daily basis and spar. Sure. So that kind of fits like a, uh and into a neat little niche where, uh, or niche, um, where it, you've got, um, people that learning the real craft of boxing. Cause I know I've talked to you and about like what you're teaching the kids and stuff. And I, I love those sheets that you showed me. Um, you've got those checklist sheets for like the skills and all that, that the kids are learning, mm -hmm. um, so that you can track progress and so on and so forth. Um, and I know you're, you want to teach them the real deal. Um, and not just be uh, like a cardio class, you know, and that sort of thing. But it's interesting because you don't find too many places like that where, number one, that are as polished and as branded and looking awesome like your place is. But then on the other hand, you know, you're, you're not just like competitive. You know, like you said, you're not going to have the, you know, not to say you won't have a fighter, but, um, you know, go compete in the Golden Gloves or something. But, uh, you know 
that you're not just teaching cardio classes like and nothing against them i promote them all the time on my min box page but like say a title fitness or something or title boxing i love those places i know um they do good stuff you know and all i love sharing their stuff and to the way i look at it is anyone who loves boxing you know they probably love watching boxing you know just like i do so uh, that's why i try and share all that stuff um but like i said i i don't know how much they focus on fundamentals um because i haven't visited them they're on my list i have to get to you if you're listening and you're from a title boxing gym i'll get to you and be more than happy to have them on the show too um so um talking about the the marketing like like i said that this can kind of segue into how you've been handling the covid and the shutdown and everything um you you've got so much um great stuff for sale (laughs) i mean like i was telling you uh, when i met you i was like man i'm like everyone knew where you who who you were when i saw you um you know at the convention center not just because you're wearing a pink hat but because you guys were wearing sharp jackets, you know, and they all had the three P 24 seven, you know, and I was like, wow, very sharp. You know, you guys looked like a crew and all rolled in. It looked really cool. Um, and you've got all that stuff. You've got wraps, you've got the jackets and shirts and gloves and you name it. Um, which is all great, you know, and, the, and everything. Um, but can you talk about that and then how that led into, and I won't give this the give it away, but what you ended up having to do during the, the shutdown. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you, first of all, the jackets, I love these jackets. They're, they're um, created by classic threads. It's a local business uh, here in town. Actually they're located right. Um, where, where does Vanda uh, train over there? Um, oh, Rice street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the old school boxing gym. Yep. Yeah. So over in the old school boxing gym, there's a large space. And right in that area, there's classy threads and they do my jackets. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was really important for me to find someone that was local to do and help out with some of the the things that I have. So shout out to classy threads. They do a great job. Jackets Uh, It's one of the few companies in the entire state that can do the type of embroidery that's on this particular jacket. I mean, the jackets are 260 bucks, man. And I sell them. They're sharp. Because, because they, um, I used to have a jacket like that when I first started boxing. Our boxing team, we all had on, um, you know, nice jackets. And I was like, if I ever find a company that could do this jacket, uh, I would, I'm going to do it. Because it's such a thing where, you know, where you always remember that boxing jacket. But I got into branding. Uh, my 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 things because I didn't have any idea how to get sponsors. <laughs> I didn't have any idea how to get sponsors. So like I, I wanted hand wraps. I wanted a good price on hand wraps, but you know I didn't know how to get sponsors. I wanted you know gloves, but I didn't know how to go about getting sponsors to help with it. So I just started everything from scratch, and I just said, okay, well let me see how far I can go with doing little um, branding. Um, opportunities. And it turned out to be one of the best decisions I ever made because being able to sell, you know, my own um, products as opposed to like a third party product, it allows that additional revenue to come in um, that allowed me to keep the the gym open. Um, So a lot of the clients or customers would be like, hey, uh, um, can I get a gift card or can I get a um, some gloves for my niece or my nephew or whatever. Can I get some hand wraps? So like those little, those little 
um, items that we have, that the, the product that we have, it was just helping me keep a little bit of the lights on, keep a little bit of the, you know, the, the internet going. And when the business got hit with COVID during the shutdown, having those different um, opportunities to sell products uh, really helped me kind of make it one more week. Um, right. So when the gym couldn't stay open, yeah. you were basically just open as a, a store a retail store. Yeah. And so I started off with just the products that you need in order to, you know, to, to, um, to box or to, you know, hand wraps and stuff like that. And then, um, I was able to find a wholesaler to provide me with, um, um, you know, wholesale prices for my weights so I could turn around and, and resell them to the public. And that, that really kept my uh, gym open too. So I was really trying to make sure that I just had a way to kind of keep money coming into the gym because I didn't want to close my gym, um, uh, you know, during the COVID-19. I didn't want to close my gym. So just having like products and I encourage any like if there's any boxing coaches out there and they need like um, how to get started with their hand wraps or how to get started with their gloves or you know, branding and stuff like that, just feel free to reach out to me. I'll share as much information with you as I possibly can, um, just to make sure that we keep boxing alive for the next generation. And like I said, that's my overall goal is to make sure that the techniques and the science of boxing is around for a long time. I really, it, it saddens me to see so many gyms have closed during COVID. There's a lot of good gyms that closed during COVID. And so I, I know in order to keep the gym doors open, I have to keep looking for different ways to, to keep it going because sometimes memberships are just not enough. Yeah, you said you, uh, you did a little bit of the Zoom classes and uh, I'm not sure, is that still ongoing or now is that kind of gone to the wayside and is it back to just the in-person classes? Yeah, it's just back to the um, in-person class. Uh, to be honest with you, I hated doing Zoom. Uh, man, sure. it takes up, it takes a lot of time, number one. And then I think people really, if they have a choice be in person or zoom, they're going to pick in person. Sure. And so like the enthusiasm of people actually getting on zoom for me was difficult, but I did it because that's what we had. And, um, but right now with, um, the vaccine out there, with people um, understanding that they need to wear a mask when they're indoors. Uh, the businesses, uh, my business in particular is starting to come back and I'm starting to see more foot traffic inside the door, which is a good sign. Um, once I get more client, once I get more um, trainers, I'll probably still do Zoom at some point. But right now we have so much foot traffic right now. It's just like just tunnel vision, make sure that we're keeping all of the customers and members happy. Yeah, you've got multiple areas within the gym. You know, the, obviously the ring is the showcase, you know, or the showcase along with those aqua bags behind it. You know, that all looks so beautiful. Um, but, you know, for those who haven't been there, like I said, uh, you know, I recommend going on the social media and seeing it or going there in person. But they've got, you know, weight machines around the side and the dumbbells and everything you would need to get a good workout. And then they have a cardio room off to the side with the treadmills and stuff like that, um, you know. Very, very nice facility. Um, can you mention uh, a little bit about two of the artwork that's for sale in that uh, cardio room? That's some cool stuff, man. Man, isn't that cool? Uh, very cool. Uh, that cool. So, um, 
the guy who does it, uh, his name is uh, Luis. Um, his last name is, uh, I think it's, uh, I can't say it because it starts with a J, but it's pronounced with an H. <laughs> He's going to kill me. But uh, the name of the company is that badass artwork, uh, or that's badass artwork or, or woodwork. Yeah, um, it's like he makes these awesome replicas of like boxing pictures, but it's like wood and, and they're pay some of them are painted and stuff. Very cool. And you have to know, you have to kind of be like a, you have to kind of like be a boxing enthusiast to know that that's Roberto Duran and that's Tommy Hearns because you're only going to get Hearns. That's it. But the other guy that's down in that crouching position, you like that's Roberto Duran or you might see uh, Anderson Silva, but that artwork is good. He does the work uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. He does it for the Timberwolves. He also does it for um, just regular folks that have like maybe memorable photos he can he, he just does an amazing job with that woodwork if you get a chance to interview him he's into boxing he's also into um mma if you get a chance to interview him you got to interview him because his story is just phenomenal he has a phenomenal story but he's a local artist and he does just amazing work and uh, i'm going to try to ask him to do some fantasy stuff so let's say let's say i, I might have him do something like muhammad ali and and Mike Tyson, right? Oh, the mythical matchups, cool. Yeah, like dudes like a myth, a, a, a mythical matchup type deal. Like you know that fight didn't happen, but it would right. be really good to get some fan work or some artwork mm -hmm. to make it look like that, like that fight really happened, right? Yeah. Or like George St. Pierre versus um, versus uh, Khabib, right? Mm -hmm. That would be really cool, kind of like stuff. And he can do all of that stuff, so uh, I, I really yeah, appreciate having an art gallery inside of the the uh, cardio room and people love it they buy stuff off the walls all the time and right. they they um contract them out to do different artwork so that's a pretty cool feature of our gym yeah that's nice that's a nice thing that set you apart kind of like our, our own leroy neiman here <laughs> yeah yeah i just recently learned that he was actually from minnesota i was like no way i didn't know that either wow that's cool Hey, um, uh, Mike, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your own background in boxing and kind of what uh, inspired you to go the route of opening the gym. And Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I started boxing when I was 16 years old um, in Rockford, Illinois, in a boxing gym called Goodness Boxing Gym. And it was nothing more than like a, a pole barn in, um, in Mr. Goodman's back, backyard. And I'm telling you, everybody in Rockford came through this boxing gym. We had some really high-level guys. Kenny Gould, he won uh, the bronze medal in the, I think it was the Seoul Olympics. Um, we had a young guy from, uh, an old guy from Canada. His name was Pepe. And I think he was a Canadian uh, world champion. And even up until his 80s, uh, he was still training guys in the gym and just love being around boxing. Mm. Uh, then we had Mr. Goodman, who was the owner, who had trained so many amateur and professional fighters, Golden Gloves. Um, and so um, boxing for me was a way for me to stay out of trouble. I grew up in a, a pretty rough neighborhood in Rockford, Illinois. And uh, I was a wrestler, but sometimes uh, after wrestling season was, was over and in the summertime, uh, you have too much time on your hands, and that's when a lot of kids get in trouble in the summertime. 
And so uh, one of my wrestling partners, since boxing is year round, he was just like, hey, when you want to learn how to box? And I was like, yes. And he would come pick me up from the house, you know, get me out of my neighborhood. And I would just spend just a tremendous amount of time in the boxing gym. Um, and it was just like a safe haven for me. Um, fast forward, I graduate college. Uh, I have a couple kids. Um, I'm done wrestling. I'm not boxing anymore. I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like almost 210 pounds. And I'm like, when I wrestled in high school, I was 135 pounds. When I wrestled in college, I was 137 pounds. But fast forward, you know, 10 years, um, 215 pounds and I'm struggling to get up the stairs. And that led me to kind of search um, when was the best time that I felt like I was in the best shape. And it was when I was doing com competitive sports like uh, wrestling and boxing. So I found the gym uh, here in Woodbury as uh, Next Level Combat and got a chance to get back into the gym. And I just fell in love with boxing like I was 16 years old all over again. And uh, while I was there, I got a chance to meet a lot of good coaches. Uh, Robert Brandt uh, actually um, was coaching. Uh, he was doing the youth classes. I was doing the adult classes. And then we were training each other too. And uh, so I had an opportunity to uh, work with Rob. Um, uh, so when he turned pro, uh, I worked with him for his first, I think his first four uh, professional fights, mm. right? And so Rob really gave me an opportunity to kind of perfect my craft and kind of work on this 3P boxing system, uh, which stands for physical fitness, psychology, and precision. Um, the physical fitness is just making sure Rob was staying in shape, you know, so I need to push him, which he was a self-motivated guy anyway, um, but I would push him in his ear all the time, just trying to get the most out of him. Um, and then the psychology, uh, just helping him um, just believe that he can do it. I used to always ask him, hey, Rob, when are you going to be world champion? And he would tell me, I'm going to be world champion when I'm about 30 years old. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win the world title. Every day I would ask him, Rob, when are you going to be world champion? Rob, when are you going to be world champion? He would always tell me the same day, hey, I'm going to be world champion, blah, 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 right? And, uh, and just having that mental mindset that you can set a goal and actually reach that goal um, is one of the most important things that um, boxers can learn. And most, one of the most important things anybody can learn and master, like how to set a goal and to take you from point A to point B is very important. So that's like the psychology part of our system. And then the last part was the precision. Um, Rock, um, Robert was a lot more um, decorated boxer than I was, um, but I could see the small stuff, like the mistakes, right? And that's why me and him hit it off so well is that I could look at Rob and just constantly remind them, you got to keep your hands up, elbow in, rotate that front foot, you know, drive through the punch, right? Um, and and so that, so Rob, I, I really credit him with a lot of what 3P Boxing offers now, because I was able to get a real high level world, a high level experience on how to create and help someone become a better boxer by using these boxing drills on Robert Brett, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I was doing in my mind. I was creating a system that could help um, fighters become a little bit better. Um, and, and I enjoyed doing that. Um, did you get a chance up, to talk to him after he beat Murata and say, you did it? I always send him a text every fight, 
every fight, I said, Rob, you did a great job. Or, hey, it looks like, hey, it looks like you had your hand down a little bit, right? Uh, I always send them some type of message just to say, hey, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. And when, yeah, when he beat him, I was like, I called him up, I text him. And uh, I was really hoping to hear his voice. And hopefully next time uh, he's in town, I can get a chance to see him again. But I'm super proud of him. Um, and I just started to work with professional fighters throughout the city. I've worked with so many different people. A lot of people don't know that, but um, I've worked with uh, just a, a ton of guys. And um, I was doing it in my garage uh, for seven years. So guys would come in like, you know, Blake Builder, Chase Walden. Uh, we did <clears throat> we did a lot of fights together. Uh, Ken Glenn, um, uh, man, just so many guys. Uh, a lot of guys over at Spartan Martial Arts over with Coach Tom. They would come and do their their uh, their stand up game uh, with me and work on a boxing aspect of the game with me. And then they would do their jujitsu or their, their uh, Muay Thai uh, with Coach Tom. And we had a great uh, we had a great relationship, me and Coach Tom. Uh, so that's how I got that's how I got into that's how I got into the professional uh, realm of boxing. And then to open my boxing gym, it was just like, I was just like, forget it. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm going for it. I, I say, you know, I would rather die having tried to open my boxing gym and fail than to have never tried at all. Uh, so for me, it was just like, I was going to stick with it until I figured out how to make it work. And thankfully I was able to make it work. Um, and, you know, we're going on our, you know, our first year at the uh, commercial space, but I've been doing this in my garage for the last eight, nine years. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully Rob will get that rubber match with Murata and uh, turn the tables on him again this time. Uh, so, um, you know, yeah, I think in the not, U.S., not in Japan. I yeah. know, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. go to the U.S., man. I think that time zone change is just too much. Time's yeah. brutal. I've been over in China, and I can attest to you that the time you know difference it hurts. It hurts, right? Yeah. It's a lot easier going there than it is coming back. But yeah, it's still it messes you up. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think Rob said something in one of those articles, you might have shared it, Sean, about uh, he was just so uh, focused on setting a record for number of punches thrown or something and, and that he kind of kind of lost his focus on it just for a little bit there on, on, on the defense. And then, of course, he got caught and, um, you know, hats off to Murata, though. He, he adjusted and he did what he had to do. And now hopefully Rob can adjust to the adjustment. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what makes boxing so inter that's what makes boxing so interesting. All of these backstories, all of the different things. You know these guys are dealing with a lot. And and that's I mean, that's the reason why yeah. boxing has so many fans that just follow the sport because it's the stories behind what's behind the scenes and kind of like what they kind of put out there. It's just it's just it's just a great, it's just a great sport, great tradition. I I, I love it. Yeah, we're definitely blessed to have Rob, uh, yeah. you know, be from Minnesota. Um, you know, when he was down in Texas working with the Charlos and stuff like that, that was pretty cool on social media. I've seen, you know, recently he had been up with uh, the Crawford's camp, um, down in Omaha. Um, so he definitely keeps good company, you know, where, you know, he's being tested and, uh, you know, he's not cutting corners. That's for sure. Yeah, for Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, the most recent news with him didn't look very positive. It looks like he's going through some legal trouble. 
where he's suing uh, some folks, you know, as promoters and whatnot. But we wish him the best and uh, speed and you know, speedy and swift outcome for all parties involved there because uh, we don't want him in his best years to be missing out on fights or anything like that due to promotional issues. We saw that with Gamboa, um, you know, right when he was with his prime, all of a sudden he decided he wanted to pull out a top rank and then he lost probably some of his best years, you know? Um, so definitely don't want that for Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you working with any other pros right now, Mike, or any, um, you're kind of sticking with the uh, uh, sticking with the fitness part of it. So. No, I'm, I'm sticking with the kids, man. I'm sticking with the kids. I, I love working with the kids. Um, um, I'm I'm starting a boxing team uh, to to do some you know some amateur fights, and I would like to do a show. I did a show at uh, Highland uh, Park High School a couple years ago. Uh, we hmm. I put on the show uh, there, so I would like to start putting on shows um, again. Uh, for amateurs so they have a platform to kind of the you know show their stuff but right now like I really enjoy working with the kids the kids uh, they come in they don't know anything about boxing and it's good this is it's nice to see their like that light bulb go off when they get a combination or they 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 learn a new skill um, and they start to build up their confidence I, I've had kids come into my class and all he did was whisper you know I can't hear what you're saying. What do you say? And and now uh, we do this drill where um, I line them up in a circle. So they all form a circle at the end of class. And this is after they've done their burpees, their sit-ups, their push-ups. They've done everything. They've hit the heavy bag. And then I put them all in a circle, right? And I go around with one by one, each student. And I bring them into that circle. And they have to do their combinations in front of everybody, right? And... You, they start off like kind of timid. They don't want to kind of step into the circle. But, you know, as they come back to the class and they're learning more and that confidence starts to build, boom, they're in that circle and there's bobbing and weaving and rolling. And that's really where, um, that's really where a lot of my, um, my happiness comes from is just knowing that um, I'm building a connection with the kid in a positive manner and knowing that I'm keeping this, the sport of boxing alive, because one day when they get older, like my age, they'll be like, you know what? I had this boxing coach, his name was coach Mike. And that's going to be, that's going to be cool and fun for me to even, that it's fun for me to even imagine that some of these kids are going to be teaching their son or teaching their daughters or, you know, teaching their nephew or nieces. They're going to be taking the stuff that they're learning in my gym and they're going to be uh, sharing it with other people. And that's why I opened up 3P Boxing is not to find the next world champion, but just to preserve the martial art. Like Sean was saying earlier, title boxing is an awesome, phenomenal. I work there as well. Um, and they're an awesome, phenomenal uh, company because they, what they did was they took uh, the, the, the boxing gym and they brought it more mainstream, right? And, and that was a beautiful thing. I remember when they first opened, I was like, man, you get, oh, wow, you get to learn boxing in this place, right? And it was a little bit of a letdown because you wasn't really learning, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, the defense side of it, but you were getting great workouts. Um, but so what I did when I opened up my gym, I said, well, I got to make sure if learning the offense, it builds your confidence, then imagine what learning the defense does for your confidence, right? Now you have some tools. Uh, in a fair fight that you can use to protect yourself. 
And so that's what I really wanted to focus on is just making sure that the kids had self-defense um, and they were learning in a, a respectful and a, um, a respectful manner so we can compete with other gyms like uh, the Taekwondo studios and the karate studios. Boxing, I think it deserves the same type of platform and same type of respect as a lot of those other self-defenses. And so that's what my goal is. It's not really to find the next world champion. It's just to make sure that I preserve the martial art of boxing and we keep it going for years to come for the next generation. Yeah, so you talked great. about uh, nine years old kind of being the cutoff age or where, or where you would start accepting kids, kids as students. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, because the, the, the kids are still a little bit too small um, under age nine uh, to do it in a group setting. Now, one-on-one, I'll still train a child that's five. Heck, since COVID, I'll train a child that's 18 months, okay? <laughs> right? I'm, I'm pretty desperate right now, okay? So if you got somebody that's 18 months, if they can fit those little boxing gloves, I'll train them too. No, but... <laughs> The kids know how to do the alley shuffle before they can walk, right? Yeah, I sign them up. Sign them up. He's got their legs and wiggle them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Was, so, but um, but I so I still train kids under age nine, but I do it in a one-on-one setting. But for kids in a group, um, kind of self-guided kind of situation, uh, about age nine, they're all set. Age six, seven, they're still a little bit too um too jumpy not not really ready yet but um but i, I just say hey I, I send them home and say come back in a couple years and then <laughs> the parents are like okay we'll come back in a couple years circle back a little bit how long were you sort of uh, out of commission there during the shutdown in terms of having um in-person workouts um so we we uh opened up uh in Jan december mm -hmm. and in march by march 16th we were closed and so we were actually closed down longer than we were open uh, for the first shutdown. And it started to get really sketchy because, um, you know, I thought that the landlords and stuff like that was going to be like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, pay us when you can. We're in a pandemic. No, it's not like that. Uh, when you sign the lease, they say, well, you signed this lease. Uh, so, you know, what do you want to do? So it got kind of sketchy um, being closed for that long without yeah. uh, adequate income. And then when we were able to reopen, like things just went, I mean, it was great. People started to come in again, and then we were closed down again. Um, uh, and that was that was really hard. The second shutdown was really hard. Were you, were you able to take advantage of any of those PPE programs or anything like that? Some of the assistance uh, for small businesses? Um, it, they started to get a little bit more streamlined. At first, it was just like the wild, wild west. Like nobody knew what was going on. Um, and so um, we got a, a few, we got a, a loan. But the thing about it is that the um, they based a lot of it on uh, like what you were able to uh, produce, yeah. um, your profit and, you know, how much you were bringing in. And because we have, because our, our history was so short, like, we needed double what we were getting, but something was better than nothing, right? It was, like I said, it was, you could, you could keep the lights on. You maybe pay that month of, uh, of your rent, but it was, it, it was really hard for a lot of gyms. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but it got, it got really, really tough for uh, a lot of gyms. 
But the lucky part about it is that the, the first shutdown, I had 14 people call me pretty much um, a day uh, to tell me that they would like to cancel their membership, right? Wow. Um, and that was really, that's, that's what made it so hard. So I went from having like maybe 100, 150 members before the shutdown to the thick of the shutdown only having like maybe 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then the second shutdown, um, uh, we built the numbers back up again, uh, and then uh, when we, but then when we got shut down the second time, we had less people, uh, you know, kind of pull their memberships. If that if that makes sense, so maybe people didn't think it was going to last as long this time, or they were just willing to to keep businesses open uh, this time. But that that really helps that people were able to continue to pay um their their memberships to help keep us open if they had have stopped paying then we we wouldn't have made it the, out the first we wouldn't have made it through this first year yeah so are you back to pretty much close to where you were pre-pandemic or yeah 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 because yeah pre-pandemic absolutely yeah we're we're back um the kids program is really uh like really the centerpiece of the um of the boxing gym we have more kids, more youth members than adults, and we have a lot more men than uh, women. But I think once we're able to kind of um, market a little bit more to um, to women, um, th I think that's really going to help us kind of turn the corner. Uh, so I would like to see more women and more um, more women get, come into the gym. Uh, and, and that would that's going to be good so i'm looking forward to getting that that market segment of women that's looking for some self-defense looking for something to do in a group setting um and have them come into the gym because right now we're like 70 percent men uh <laughs> we're 70 percent men we have a few ladies a few teenage girls and we have a whole lot of boy uh boys in the gym i mean i had i had 15 boys in the gym tonight, like not a one young lady. Actually, I have one young lady and 13 boys in the gym. And so if we could find um, more young ladies that would like to learn how to box, I think that's really going to help us moving forward in the future. That should be a growth area because you're seeing more interest in that. Uh, I think it started in the kind of MMA world with Ronda Rousey and so on. And then, you know, she, she got a platform and now you're seeing, I think a lot more interest in women's boxing uh, too. Oh with, yeah. Uh, Clarissa Shields and. Yeah, so. Michaela Mayer, Clarissa yeah. Shields for sure. There's a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Kay Katie Taylor and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And and um and actually the, the girls that I have in the gym, they love it. I mean, they absolutely love the, love the technique. Um, Someone had told me to say, hey, if you want to get more women, you need to um, you need to take out the the technical boxing stuff, Mike, and add more cardio. And I, I refuse to do it. I, I refuse to do it. I'm going to I'm, I want to expose women to the idea that they have weapons and tools that they can use to protect themselves. So I'm not going to water down the content. I'm going to make sure that they learn how to protect their head and they learn how to protect their body. That's the most important part to me. Um, everyone should know how to protect their head from assault and how to protect your body. And boxing is one of the best ways that you can learn how to do that from any type of hand strike. 
So when they come in, they come in and they learn the program just like everybody else and they love it. They, I think they actually have more respect that I'm not watering down the content and they stick with it a lot learn longer to master it too because they know they're getting the real, they, they know they're getting the real deal. So I'm, I'm just gonna kind of extend my lane and hopefully more and more girls will tell each other, uh, tell their friends and then they'll come out that way. But I'm not gonna change the, the format to um, more cardio just to get um, just to get more ladies in. I don't think I'm, I'm not going to do that. So hopefully we'll yeah. get more as time goes on. That's a smart strategy, I think. And just teaching the, the defense is, is so important, the technical skills. I was chatting with uh, some of the folks at the COD um, back when they still had live in-person boxing. And uh, it was funny. They talked about, you know, people come in there and, you know, talk about how tough they are and, you know, they're ready to punch and whatnot. And and, um, and he, I think it was Sankara said something about, hey, I don't want to hear about how tough you are. I want to hear about how you can not get hit. You know, I want to hear about your technical ability. That's what impresses him. So, yeah. And, and that's the that's the beauty about boxing is that uh, boxing gyms are where tough guys go to find out that they're not so tough. <laughs> right on. Uh, that's where they go. That's where they go to learn that, oh, you know what? I'm not so tough. And that a trained <laughs> boxer has a lot more self-defense skills than the untrained guy who just thinks he's tough. It's not even, it's not even a, a comparison the amount of self-defense that you can learn with uh, with boxing compared to not being trained at all. Okay. And we have to keep that going. We have to keep that yeah. going in a Definitely. safe, in a safe, in a safe way. Sure. Yeah. A lot of tough guys have been humbled in the gym. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm not a tough guy and I'm humbled in the gym. <laughs> I know they say it's three minutes is a long time, you know, <laughs> when you're sitting there and you got that timer going off and you hear that 30 second ding and you look over to see it. Was that the end or, Oh, it's yellow. Oh, I got to go on. <laughs> yeah, we've all been, we've all been there. If you've been inside the boxing gym, you, you're, you're well aware that, yeah, you're well aware that there's a, definitely a skill, uh, to um, boxing. The, these guys are in their thinking. They've been training. They've been working hard and that they take what they're learning uh, seriously. And so, yeah, it's not a place for just to just walk in off and just think that you know it. You, someone needs to teach you the right way. And that's what that's what we want to do at 3P Boxing. Just make sure we're teaching the public the right way um, to keep the, uh, like I said, to keep the martial art alive. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So you're still uh, uh, keeping the the weight sales going a little bit anyway. I see in your store you've got the dumbbells. Are you still selling any other uh, gym equipment, or is that kind of gone by the wayside now that you got people coming back in? Um, it's getting a little bit slower. Um, it's getting a little bit slower, but we do still uh, sell weights. Um, but we sell we sell resistance bands, we sell suspension straps, we sell dumbbells, barbells, uh, squat racks, heavy bags boxing gloves. Everything. Yeah, I see you got the cool uh, reflex ball deals where they strapped to your head. Yeah. Get those things. That's cool. Yeah. And you got this cool looking double end ball, uh, which I saw in the gym while we were there. It's different than the ones I've normally seen where it's like I'm used to the traditional leather bag and this looks like a little ball. Yeah. Hit, but, but it's like it's, a double end bag. 
but it's so fun. The thing about the double end ball is that what you want to do is you need to combine it with your cardio. So you hit the ball, you know, 30, 40 times, and then you do your jumping jacks, right? You hit the bag another 30, 40, 50 times, then you drop down to the floor, then you do your push-ups, right? You hit the ball. And so you want to hit the ball. And as you start to get fatigued, the ball becomes harder and more difficult to hit. And it makes it a very interactive ball to kind of work with. Now you're working on your hand and eye coordination, but you're tired and it's a lot harder. So, um, so yeah, all of those things, uh, we're going to keep those uh, moving and keep those coming to the public. And a lot of people buy them and take them home and, and have their kids play with it. And, and uh, it's a great way to kind of stay in shape. Um, my thing too, is that I like to help people build their home, their home boxing gyms just showing them how to install stuff, showing them the things they need in order so they can train at home. And it doesn't take a lot of space. So a lot of the things that I sell at the gym is designed. So, um, so Jim can grab a couple things and, and start to build his own personal boxing gym, um, which is good, which is a good thing. And then they can come and, you know, they can always find a trainer to help them out with some stuff, but um, the main thing is you want to stay active throughout your entire life. And boxing is one of those sports where you can be 70, 80 years old and you can hit the heavy bag. It's great exercise. So um, just finding something that keeps you interested, that you can use to keep your body uh, moving and your mind healthy um, is so important. And I think boxing is one of those sports. And you, you got can still, and you can still defend yourself when yeah. you get older. One of my favorite Jack Dempsey stories is oh, he yeah. Well, he was well into his 70s and he was riding a cab in New York or something. And a couple of young tough guys tried to uh, tried to, you know, uh, rob the cab driver. Right. So Dempsey got out and he laid out one of them. Then he laid out the other one and he still had it. He still had it even as an old man. So I love that story. Yeah, that is a great story. And I got a couple old guys uh, uh, in the in the, in the gym with me, uh, a guy named Jerry. Uh, Jablonski, uh, he's like 78 years old. His power is still there. It's really crazy. And uh, people come in, the younger guys come in, and they see Jerry hitting the mitts or hitting the heavy back, and they just look at me and it's like, who is he? How long has he been here? Because obviously he knows some stuff I don't know, and it's just so fun to see. And uh, Jerry is my inspiration for the gym because he's 78 years old. And he comes to, to classes, you know, three times a week. He would come unlimited if he could. Um, but just to see him still, you know, just moving and staying active and he's looking forward to it. That's how I want to be when I get older. I want to be still in a boxing gym, um, sharing what I can, sharing my knowledge, but also working out and having fun on those bags like we see a lot of the old timers still doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was two other things I wanted to mention uh, that, I see in your store that um, are very unique. Um, one was, uh, it looks like an audio book for an audio workout uh, for shadow boxing. That uh, says Simon says shadow boxing. And uh, I'm guessing that's your son with you on the, in the picture there. It's actually my daughter. She probably just has her oh, hat on. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Gonna punch me. Don't punch me when you see me. Yeah. 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 That's okay. That's okay. She looks like her dad. She's daddy's girl. Uh, that's for sure. She's the only. She definitely one. has the hat on, though. I couldn't see any hair. So yeah, she's the only kid. I got her in the ring when she's about three or four years old, 
and she was the only one that had half a, half a sense of what the heck was going on at three. My sons, I say throw a punch and they duck. And when I say duck, they throw a punch. <laughs> but my, my wife was so confused. She was like, you're going to train my daughter? You got two sons over here. I was like, honey, but she got something special. Uh, my sons, they're useless in a boxing ring. But uh, that's but funny. My daughter, she's my little partner in crime and she's always uh, right next to me. So I started doing these audio, um, these audio workouts. You can listen to it on your headphones and I'll take you through some combinations that um, that we use a lot of times in the gym. So you can just put your headphones on, listen to some music and you don't even have to think about the combinations. As long as you know the, the punches, then you can get through it. And it's pretty good. It's a good workout. The other thing on here is uh, it's a how to have fun uh, learning how to box book, um, yeah. which says it's a new arrival. But I, I only wanted to comment on that is just because I love the fact that um, you're talking about the fun aspect of it. You know, it's 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 uh, serious business, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a martial art and it's self-defense and um, it's not just pity pat punches, you know, or cardio, but at the same time, it is fun. I know every time I hit a speed bag or something like that, it's it's like a game, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's super, it's, it's, it's really fun. Hitting a heavy bag or hitting a speed bag, all of it is really fun. And, and, and um, you know, it's just, it's just a few people, but, but you know, it's a, it's a business too, right? But the, the um, guys that wanna get in the ring every day and um, you know, bang it out to get better. It's not a whole lot of guys or gals that's like that. So, like for the most of us that's doing it as a hobby, um, have some fun. Hey, it's better than running on the treadmill or walking on the treadmill, right? Or just going for a walk. You throw your gloves on, man. You can get out so much stress, so much anxiety, especially with the mental health. Uh, a lot of mental health issues that people um, kind of suffer from man, getting out there and just getting all of that, you know, anxiety and all of that nervous energy out after you get done hitting the heavy bag or you don't get done. I mean, you feel like a million bucks. So um, I'm all for having fun, you know, have some fun when you get to the boxing gym, learn as much as you can and, um, and, uh, and do it as long as you can and learn as much as you can. So that's, that's really important to me. I'm about ready to go 10 rounds with a heavy bag right now. You got me pumped up. <laughs> yeah, Brian, get that work, baby. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Absolutely. So the last thing I want to mention uh, about your website here that I think is really cool um, is your memberships. Um, so on your, uh, your plans and pricing area, you've got, uh, you know, your individual um either prospect you know which looks like it's just the 24 7 access deal um or the contender one which is kind of the learning the usa boxing part of it um then you had a champion one which is a little bit more um involved uh as far as like you got some private training added in there um but then you have a family membership and that's something really unique that you don't see at boxing gyms um, or at least you don't hear about it i'm not saying that's not there um, maybe it's just not marketed. Like I said, you market things so well, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm noticing them. Uh, they probably do exist in other boxing gyms. I just don't hear about it, but can you talk a little bit about uh, adding the family gym and how you've tried to market yourself as a family friendly place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so boxing is learned and taught 
uh, it's generational. It's usually like a dad is teaching his son. His son goes on to become a boxer and then he has kids and then he teaches his son, you know? Um, so I, I was like, you know what? I had like a brain thing, like, what if I could get dad and son in the same class? It was, you know, <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, that would be amazing, right? And they're learning from the same instructor and now they can use the gym and work out together. Uh, if, if When they're at home, they can work on their combinations together, ask each other's questions. Um, and so I was just like, this is a great, this is a great market for boxing because this is exactly how boxing is taught is with, uh, I have, I have, I've had a grandfather come in with his grandson, his, the granddad used to box and now he's watching his grandson box. Man, you know how special that is? He took a picture with his granddad and, and it was like, it, and they're like, they got their hands up and that kid is never gonna forget that, right? And the granddad, he was so, um, he was so proud of that moment to see his son and my working one-on-one -on -one with me and he's giving it everything he has. Um, and then I have moms come in with their sons and they're in there, they're working on their one twos and they seeing that their sons are, you know, they're, they're learning, they're being respectful, but they're learning how to protect themselves. That makes parents feel good, you know, to know that their, their kids are able to, um, to at least protect themselves. They don't want them bullying anybody, but they don't want them being bullied either. Right. And then I, I, I have a lot of single dads. Um, guys have been divorced. They're looking for something to do with their, you know, their daughter or their son. And now they're in the boxing gym with their daughters or their sons and they're doing something together and something that they can take outside the gym and at home and work together. So like for me to um, give up with a, a little bit of the prestige of having, you know, a world champion fighter, but to start to bring the, the family together and have them do activities together um that's like that that's been that's been really really a, um a highlight of my business and so yeah i market that all the time it's like you you moms and dads can come and work out the moms and dads can come and work out moms and sons everybody the whole family so it's really cool when i get like a family of four they're 40 percent of my class almost and their family and they're all in there giving each other high fives yeah good job that's it um and so uh, that's really a very important part of my boxing gym, and um, and, and I love it. it. That that really gives me a lot of pride to know that I'm keeping the family together uh, and I'm sharing the knowledge of boxing, um, so it's passed down uh, generational. That's important for me. That's awesome. Other than uh, talking about your gym and uh, your past and everything like that, um, we talked about the COVID and the shutdown and how that was affecting to you. Um, uh, everyone that we've been interviewing, we've been talking about like how boxing's coming back now in Minnesota. There is going to be a show that was just uh, officially uh, publicized, and I shared it. Uh, I think it's in May, and it's going to be at Element. Element, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if that's going to be like the Region Two part of the Golden Gloves because I think that's going to be sort of expedited upon the successful test event. Mm -hmm. um, but that's going to be awesome. You know, uh, I was just over at Element. We were talking about that. You know, I was there for that 10-year uh, anniversary of theirs. Uh, we're going to be uh, interviewing Dalton and Lacey tomorrow. Um, but, uh, it, you know, just are you planning on going there? Or do you have the kids that 
you know, want to go watch the fights, you know, I mean, we were talking about how sometimes maybe they don't want to compete, but they're fans, you know, and they want to go support, maybe they're friends with kids who are fighting and, you know, um, how's that work? Cause I know you have people that are in your gym that like to go, uh, oh, because yeah, like I said, coach. it wasn't just you. I saw in those jackets when I saw you at the convention oh, man, center, the there crew. was like an army of you, man, before the pandemic, the crew, we would go everywhere. We would go to the armory a lot. Um, um, sometimes they had the fights over at the movie theater. Uh, you could go in, like we watched Deontay Wilder. He beat up somebody. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. who <laughs> I love the fights at the movie theater. Huh? I, I watched Triple G and Canelo at a movie theater. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that one. There. Yep. I watched yeah. that one at a movie theater too. I watched That's Errol great. Spence. I watched Errol yep. Spence. Um, I, I forget who he fought, but yeah, I watched the Errol Spence fight. Yeah, so we all get together. We try to uh, buy the best ticket that we can afford, which is usually not very good ticket for me. But but we all get together and we go there and we watch because it's nothing like watching a boxing show with a friend. And um, and so that's why I really hope that Minnesotans come out um, and support the Element Show um, as much as possible because these kids they have to stay active and they work so hard. And so they need a place where they can kind of um, demonstrate what they've been working on in the gym. So I'm really happy about that. I want to go. I'm going to, even if I have to take a, maybe a day off work to go see it, I want to be there uh, for that grand opening down at um, element of the, of, of the boxing. Um, so, yeah. And then I'm going to try to get as many of my, uh, my members together and we'll go there, buy some tickets, have a good time and uh, enjoy ourselves there. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention that uh, Mother's Day weekend, uh, you know, mentioning Canelo, that's when he's going to be fighting Billy Joe Saunders, uh, pay-per-view down in Dallas. Um, That particular weekend, um, I think on the same night, uh, I think it's May 8th, uh, we've also got some some boxing from – it's a non-USA boxing. We've had him on our podcast, uh, James Clark out of Valhalla, Jim and Fridley. It sounds like they've got a show over at the uh, Medina Ballroom. Um, and that's going to be, um, you know, they do like wrestling and jujitsu and, uh, and they also do boxing. But on their poster, they've started referring to it as striking. Um, and it is a little bit different. I haven't attended any of their shows, but I saw some of the photos and whatnot. And they do the boxing in the cage, which is different. Um, and there's some other differences as well. Like I said, they're not USA Boxing affiliated. But just for our fans who are listening, wondering where can I go to watch live fights, uh, that is another option. Um, but yeah, like if you're going to be at Element, we'll definitely look forward to seeing you there. I will be there. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just want to say thanks a lot. Like I said, thank you so much for coming in on your day off to show me around your gym on my birthday. That was really special, man. I appreciate that. Um, and thanks for being on the podcast and telling us and our listeners all about it. Yeah, man, it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. And if you guys know anybody that's in the Woodbury area, man, you can check me out at 3pboxing247.com or you can give me a call at 651-467-5183. And uh, if I don't answer, just leave a message and I'll return the phone call as soon as I can. Um, but yeah, if you guys are out here in the Woodbury area, swing through. Uh, I'll show you around the gym and, and, and get you started on a seven-day pass and have some fun. 
and just introduce you to the sport of boxing. It's a, it's a beautiful sport. It's a beautiful activity. So if you guys ever have any questions, feel free uh, to reach out. Great. Well, it's been really nice chatting with you, Mike. Uh, best wishes. Uh, best wishes for continued success with your gym. And I uh, look forward to meeting you someday. Hey, sounds, sounds good. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks, God. Thanks again for having me. Thank you. Take care. Okay, take right, care. Good night, guys. guys.